This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Judge Janine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I hope that everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a great day here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. I also want to make sure I hear from you this morning. In just a little bit, we're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure that you give us a call and share your thoughts. There's so much going on in the world today, and I love hearing from you. And in terms of what's going on in the world, let's, let's do a little countdown here this morning. Uh, this week, after a federal judge slapped down the Biden mask mandate, uh, of course, Joe Biden couldn't get it straight. He caused mass confusion. Uh, and finally, uh, the Department of Justice has made a decision that it will appeal the decision by a federal judge uh, saying that the requirement that we wear masks on transit, planes, uh, trains, subways, uh, is unconstitutional and was improperly, illegally imposed upon us, uh, will be, uh, uh, that decision will be appealed. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. And then as we segue a little to the border, what we are seeing now, folks, at the southern border of our country is something that, that will shock you. Even though as a country, for the last two years, we have been seeing people rush the border. And remember, they said you can't say rush the border. They are rushing the border. Right now, they know that the Title 42, which gives our government the ability to not allow certain people in based upon a health requirement or a pandemic that uh, we are allegedly in, then they can refuse entrance to an illegal. But now it appears from people and sources at the border that they've pretty much given up and everyone is being let in. But irrespective of what is actually going on, the question is why has the Biden administration decided on May 23rd that they will lift Title 42, the one thing that allows the United States to refuse entry of some people from the border. Now, don't get excited about this. They are literally coming through the border day and night, and the government is is then flying these individuals into the interior of the country in the quiet of night. They're doing it in Westchester County, right here near New York City, uh, and no one is being alerted. They're just being sent out into the uh, into the interior of the United States. 
So the decision by Biden to get rid of Title 42 is one that is opposed not only by Republicans, but right now there are about 26 Democrats, uh, senators in tough districts where they know they can possibly lose their upcoming Senate race, uh, as well as politicians, Democrats across the country are saying we cannot do this. We cannot continue to allow the surge of this many people unvetted, untested to come into our country. And by the way, folks, whatever number you're hearing of people entering the United States, that doesn't count the getaways, the gotaways, the people who then avoided the Border Patrol, avoided entering where at least they're given, you know, food a telephone in some cases, free transportation, and then put on uh, uh, emergency financial assistance, medical assistance, education. It is beyond what any sovereign nation can handle. It is amazing that this is being done in the United States of America. And you have to ask the question, what is Joe Biden's end game? Why is he doing this? Sure, you can say to yourself, you know, in the last year, there have been, you know, well over a million illegals who have entered the United States under the guise of asylum. Uh, We don't know if legally they can make a case because until they go to court and have a judge rule on it, we don't know if they are in desperate need of asylum. But for the most part, they do not go to court. And the ones that don't go to court are just living here in the United States. Uh, and it is, it's a nightmare. And then this week in Mariupol. Mariupol is that city in Ukraine that is literally a, a hiding spot for women and children. And uh, it is an example of how Russia doesn't care who it kills. Putin doesn't care. The building is being shelled and People are dying as Putin decides that he is going to denazify the Ukraine. Denazify Ukraine, whose president is a Jew, Zelensky. Uh, Ukrainian soldiers uh, are, are desperate for supplies, for food, for women and children. And we'll talk about that with one of my guests today. Uh, Joey Jones, uh, who is a veteran, who will be able to give us some idea of what it's like, uh, even facilitating the evacuation corridors from Mariupol for weeks uh, is 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 uh, is a problem. It's being breached. Uh, It remains unclear if if any of these evacuation efforts are successful of women and children. And they say right now the women and children on Mariupol are on the uh, on the brink of starvation and of course uh on the on the domestic end we've got the lunacy of johnny depp and amber heard uh going at it i gotta ask you a question do you know many divorce couples who after having played out their divorce in a courtroom seek to go back into a courtroom and battle it out again i mean who does that and the two of them are back in court 
And Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard because he said, listen, she has defamed me. She says she's a victim of domestic violence. And although she didn't say by Johnny Depp, I mean, come on, guys. How hard is it to prove who she's talking about? She was married to Johnny Depp. So now every part of their life is coming out. And Johnny Depp is saying, I never laid a hand on her. You know, I may not have been perfect. Uh, and uh, she threw a bottle at me and I lost the tip of my finger. And he's got injuries uh, showing that he was bruised. I mean, nobody wants to see this nightmare. But I got to tell you, there's something interesting about what's going on between the two of them. Every day that they're in court, the next day she copies what he wore the day before. So there's some mind games going on there. So if he'll wear a dark suit and a dark shirt and a dark tie, she'll wear a dark suit and a dark shoot and a shirt and dark tie the next day. You know, if he wears something that is uh, Gucci, she'll wear something the next day that's Gucci. These two are whack jobs. But uh, but in any event, let me let me just go on to. To my opening statement, uh, we're going to get into all of those statements. Plus, later on in the show, I'm going to take your calls and gavel out with my closing arguments uh, right here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. So it's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But I want to take uh, a moment to now talk about my opening statement. The truth is that right now in this country... I don't think I've ever seen it as messed up with a president as, as, as inept at trying to figure out what's going on in the country. So Biden causes mass confusion. The judge comes out and says, look, it's unconstitutional. Americans don't have to wear this mask. The CDC isn't authorized by Congress to decide what Americans can and cannot do. And so Biden comes out and he says, when asked, what do you think of this federal decision by this federal judge that affects all of America? Biden says, well, it's really up to them. So then they're asked, will the Department of Justice appeal? And Jen Psaki basically says, well, we're recommending that everyone keep wearing a mask. Wait a minute, Jen. A judge just said you didn't have to wear the mask. And you're recommending that people wear the mask. But okay. So Saki says she points to the CDC guidelines, which doesn't have the authority legally to tell us what and what not to do. Then, in fact, the CDC exceeded its authority with the order, rendering the requirement invalid. So now the Department of Justice has made a decision that they are going to appeal the decision of the federal judge who said, you don't have to wear the mask anymore. Now, Here's what's crazy about that. If they decide that you don't have to wear the mask and they want to appeal it now, they're going to have to refer to the numbers now, which are some of the lowest numbers ever. The lethality is lower at one of the lowest points ever. Uh, And so what are they going to say? We need to we need to keep people masked up for the rest of their lives. Look, Americans are sick and tired of being told what to do and make no mistake. This is about power and control. And now the crazies come out. New York Times columnist Paul Krugman comes out and he predicts that there will be violence toward the mask wearers. Who cares if someone else wears a mask? I don't care if someone wears a mask. If you want to wear a mask, God bless you. Go for it. But don't tell me I have to wear a mask. 
So, you know, Krugman, he's the one who said that we'd go into a recession if Donald Trump became the president. And this guy won the Nobel uh, Economics Prize. He was pretty wrong on that. And he's wrong again. It's the mask wearers who really go absolutely crazy if you're not wearing a mask. And Joy Reid, of course, on the left says ending mask mandates is letting the a-holes win. Well, I got to tell you, it is a sad commentary when... People don't want to follow what the law is. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with Fox News contributor Joey Jones coming right up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Judge Janine Firo Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Firo. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I got to tell you, I, I've got I've got a, an idea that it might it might upset people. It might not. But I, I got to tell you, I think that the woke radical policies are what is unleashing anarchy in the big cities. So, for example, you've got Black Lives Matter, right? This is an organization and I'm not talking about the movement. I support the movement. Okay, I do not support the organization. The organization is a Marxist, communist, uh, 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 or progressive, whatever that means, organization that doesn't support the nuclear family. Uh, and but but what they are saying in this BLM organization is defund the police. And when you defund the police, who are the people who are most affected by it? I want you to think about it. Who are the people who are most affected when police are defunded, when the number of police are reduced, when there is less uh, 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 policing in a particular neighborhood? It's the minority community. It's the inner city. It's the black and brown victims. So think of the irony. Black Lives Matter, the organization that rants and raves through the streets and is in the midst of a real IRS mess for, you know, they what do they raise, $90 million? They don't have anyone right now who's even willing to say they're running the organization. They had this Patrice Cullors who bought a $6 million home in California and said they needed it, uh, that it was a place of peace or some ridiculous thing. And, of course, no one knew about it. None of the organization knew about it because, they you know, they were taking care of each other. She had her family members on the payroll. Just outrageous. But I'm sure you'll hear from that soon. But think about it. Black Lives Matter, the, the organization, is responsible for the, the uh, increase in crime in the inner cities uh, in the United States. 
And when crime has exploded in the last two years since Black Lives Matter, the organization, started uh, protesting in streets uh, across uh, and, and in cities across this country, what has happened is they have increased crime, anarchy, chaos on our streets as a result of people defunding the police departments. It affects black lives. It affects black children. It affects brown children. Where is Black Lives Matter who raised all this money? I want to know. And what more importantly, I'll tell you what I want to know. I want to know where's the money being spent and where are the uh, or the big corporations who are not, you know, who decided I want to support Black Lives Matter, the organization. Let me give them five million, one million, three million, two million. Why aren't they complaining and saying to Black Lives Matter, the organization, hey, Where's the money I gave you to improve black lives? Where's the money I gave you to make it easier for young black children to become successes and brown children to become successes in this country? Where are the after-school programs? Where are the special needs programs? What are you doing in the inner cities? How are you helping our children and our black citizens? You're not helping them. Crime has gone up. They're more victimized than they have been in the last 30 years. So what is going on? You've got an organization that took $90 million that we know of. Black Lives Matter, the organization. They're buying big homes for themselves. We don't know where the money's being spent. We don't know how it is bettering the lives of individuals. And the crazy part about it is all the people who contributed aren't demanding answers. Why aren't you demanding answers? You gave them money. You gave them money to make black lives better. Why don't you say, prove to me you're making black lives better or give me my money back? And that's just that just makes me absolutely crazy when I think about it. You know, c- cities across this country are suffering and this, this new progressive policy of DAs, bring George Soros funding DAs, who don't believe in victims, who don't believe in representing the victims of crime, but rather the criminals, they see the criminals as victims. That's what the left, woke, progressive nonsense is all about. You see it, you read about it every day in the newspaper. Every day we hear about criminals who are out, not even on bail, folks, because because remember, we got rid of cash bail, um, not, and they're committing crimes again. And the truth is, we've got to step in and make sure that these progressive DAs like George Gascone in, in, in Los Angeles and Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, you know what? He hasn't proven to me that he believes in representing victims. So what I, what I want to do is I want to make sure that we take care of the victims in this country. And we stop worrying about the criminals, just make them accountable for what they do. Up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation, I'll be speaking with Pastor Mark Little. Coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. 
Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a pastor, a lawyer, a community activist, and the executive director of Cure America Action, Inc. Please join me in welcoming Pastor Mark Little to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Let me just say uh, before I we speak to the pastor, I mean, this pastor has an incredible uh, resume uh, in terms of not only his own background, his own education, the books he's written, but in terms of what he is giving back to the community. And I must tell you, Pastor Little, I I am so impressed with what you have done and what you continue to do with your life. And I thought it was incredibly important that I have my listeners hear from you on a subject that I just spoke about over the last couple minutes, and that is the issue of crime in America and the unfortunate situation that we're in with the increase in crime, especially across cities uh, in this country where uh, they are defunding the police. Why don't you give me just a general idea of where you come down on that? Well, Judge, first of all, let me say happy Sunday to you. And I am honored to be with you, and the work that you do uh, precedes you. You are an amazing woman, and I'm so thankful to be with you. Uh, This is an incredibly important topic. As we discuss world events, as as we uh, see what's happening at the gas pump, uh, there is an undercurrent in our country that no one wants to talk about, and that is the uh, the surging crime in our inner cities. And by the way, it's bubbling beyond the inner cities, as you might have seen. Beverly Hills and, and very different affluent communities are now beginning to experience this problem as well. Right. And it is the, the fruit uh, of a partnership uh, that we don't want to talk about. It's the fruit of corporate America subsidizing uh, the defund the police movement uh, with Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Uh, and that they've been able to get away with it. Uh, is unbelievable to me. You, we see what's happened with Disney and how they think that they could stand up and indoctrinate our children. And now we've got people like Ron DeSantis standing up to them. Uh, but these other corporations like Coca-Cola, Peloton, Papa John's Pizza, Comcast, and NBC, they have gotten away for the last year with funneling nearly a billion dollars uh, to a group of individuals who are self-proclaimed Marxists who we now know have taken millions of dollars to buy real estate all across the country while our police officers have been executed in our streets. It is time for us to stand up and say, we see you and we are standing against it. We're not calling on a boycott, but we're giving them an opportunity to say, we have seen the error of our ways. Well, I, I'll tell you, Pastor Mark Little. I mean, I agree with you. The boycotts are—it just gets from—it goes from worse to worse. But no one is talking about this, and you're one of the first people that I heard talking about this, and that's why I was so impressed with you. I mean, the truth is, look, I, I've been a prosecutor, judge, and a DA for 32 years. I know about black-on-black crime, inner-city crime. I mean, it was my business. And at the, you know, at the, everybody talks about fighting crime, but nobody really talks about the fact that there is such pain in the inner city. There is yeah. such pain. And, and when the, it is the Black Lives Matter, the organization, and I always separate the movement from the organization, but when that organization is able to basically shake down 
uh, uh, corporations in the name of, you know, we want to make things more just, but when they're spending that money on themselves. And right now, Pastor Mark Little, I don't believe that there's anyone who's willing to admit they're even on the board of Black Lives Matter, but uh, the, the organization. But but mm-hmm. then the question is, how easy is it to get money from these corporations? What are they looking to get? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, the playbook was written many, many years ago uh, by Reverend Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. Uh, all you've got to do is, 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 is have a narrative and a bullhorn big enough for these corporations to believe that they're going to be uh, uh, given the scarlet letter of racism. Mm-hmm. And, and once you play the race card, these folks fold like a cheap suit. And it is unfortunate uh, that, one, they don't understand that their uh, uh, loyalty is to their shareholders and to the consumers. Uh, And what we know is that when blacks were polled about uh, 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 police presence in their communities, Gallup said 81% want police. And of that 81%, 20% said they wanted even more. And so how these corporations are are able to get away with funding an interest that is uh, diametrically opposed to their consumers is because we don't do enough of what you and I are doing right now talking about it. Uh, and, and, and our police departments across the country, as you know, there are 14,000 departments across the country. The, they, they are demoralized. They're demeaned oh, yeah. and they're defunded. And by the way, some of them are dead. And we have to start talking about it because it is unacceptable that these corporations can take our money uh, in the retail sector uh, while, while standing with these people who want to uh, destroy the nuclear family. You said something a moment ago. Uh, What's the answer here? The answer is to highlight the fact that they stand against the biggest problem in the African-American community, which is taking fathers out of the homes. They support it. They support it. They stand against the strength of the father in the home. And if we don't get back to highlighting what really works, uh, they're going to continue to get away with what I believe should be a crime. I, I got to tell you, Pastor Mark Little, you make you make such great sense. I mean, when I'm talking to you and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not just my law enforcement background. It's common sense. What you say is common sense. And all of us, um, so many of us, I can't speak for everyone, but so many of us for the last two years have, you know, especially someone like me who's been in law enforcement, you would just say, why are people saying this? What You know, George Floyd, the death of George Floyd was an outrage. I, I immediately said it was an outrage. He was convicted. The cop was convicted. I mean, uh, Derek Chauvin. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, when I was DA, I mean, in my office, we convicted. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. The first white police officer of killing an African-American. I'm not I don't say it because it's a wonderful thing. It was just it was justice. It was about truth and justice. And that was it. The cop did wrong and the cop got convicted. And that's what America is supposed to be about. And yet and yet they want to punish everyone because of one police officer or two or let's say 100. But don't assume these cops aren't being prosecuted. Let's just identify them, prosecute them, but protect the innocent victims. It's just 
It's an outrage to me. It is. Un, it is it's, a, it's an outrage, and the reality is, is that our grandmothers, our daughters, our sisters are walking to and from school. They're they're at home retired, and they deserve to be protected. Uh, and what these folks are doing, uh, Judge, is they are trying to usher in anarchy because it is a part of a broader agenda that the Marxists have had for a long time now. And now they're just not hiding it. And corporate America, who has benefited off the fat of this land, is in partnership with people who want to destroy our country. And we have to say no more. You wrote a book um, called uh, The Prodigal Prodigal Revolution. Revolution. The Prodigal Republican. Faith and Politics. What is that book about? Thank you so much, Judge. I published that book in 2012. And the book is really written for folks that don't know a whole bunch about politics and faith. So I wrote it on a level that anyone can understand it. And the reality is is that blacks were 100% Republicans uh, coming out of Reconstruction. And I chronicle how we became 98% Democrat, number one. Uh, Number two, I talk about leadership and what leadership looks like in the home. Uh, It's not difficult to succeed in America. Uh, If you follow a very simple formula, you've got to go to school and get an education. You got to not have a baby uh, before it's time. You got to get married. There's evidence that a two parent household uh, is more successful than a single. I was raised by a single mother. I'm not knocking single moms. They're amazing. I I, I, I am who I am because of that, but that's not, that's not the, the formula. And then, and then last, and fourth and last, is you get a job, and you, and you keep a job, and you work hard. And by the way, and you show up on time. <laughs> and, you know, the amazing part of it is everything you're saying, I'm nodding, and yet it seems that we're going backwards. It seems that when New York City was the safest big city in the United States, let's take a billion dollars out of the budget. And you know what? Let's punish every department. And it's not punishing the department. It's punishing black lives. People. That's the whole point. That's, right. that's, that's exactly right. And, Judge, and, and I know we're going to have to look, leave in a moment, but i got to tell you, I'm a victim of violent crime. I lost my leg. I was shot by a Ooh. gang member in Los Angeles when I graduated from USC undergraduate, an 18-year-old gang member uh, shot me and almost killed me. And what, what we have to do is, is stop saying every time a George Floyd incident happens and we talk about black-on-black violence, uh, everyone says this is not the time to talk about that. We've got somebody that was shot by a black, by a white officer, and that's the problem. Well, America, that's not our problem. We know that the evidence shows, the statistics, the statistics show, that white officers shooting uh, unarmed black men uh, is a very, very low percentage. In fact, in 2019, there were only 14 cases of those things. I'm sorry, how many cases? What did you say? 14. 14. Right. right. 14 white officers shot and killed. I'm sorry. uh, 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 Officers fatally shot and killed 14 black unarmed uh, men in America, and, and one or two of them were women. And mm-hmm. the narrative that we that we hear is that white officers are hunting black men. Yeah, they're yeah. hunting yeah. them. That's the narrative. It's not true. What is true is that in our uh, ethnic groups, 
black on black, white on white. That's where the crimes are happening. And, and, to, yeah. and to put a badge on our, our men and women in blue is a false narrative. It's a lie. Yeah. And we've got to start talking about the real problem. Well, I, I got to tell you, Pastor Mark Little, you you are uh, you hit the nail on the head, and I'm, and I hope that people start listening because we're going down a uh, a rabbit hole right now, and the more cops and, and we didn't even get a chance to talk about how they're demoralized, how they you know they take away qualified immunity, they're afraid to make arrests, their hands are yeah. tied behind their backs. I mean, it it, it how is this going to get better? I yeah. mean, it, we we call that Judge the Ferguson effect right yep uh, after, right. after Michael the Brown. lie that's right after that lie and after the march of pigs in the blanket fry them like bacon police right. did two things they either stopped doing their jobs which i understand or they resigned and they ret- retired the ferguson effect took a safety out of our communities and what we've got to do is what we're talking about we've got to tell these corporations they can't subsidize uh, this bad behavior by, by organizations like Black Lives Matter, Global Network Foundation. And we've got to start supporting organizations like Tunnel to Towers, by the way, which is what I do. Oh, I and love others, Tunnel to Towers. Oh, they're, Absolutely. They're, they're amazing. They're amazing. And, and please, to your listeners, it, it's not a lot. Support Tunnel to Tower, what they're doing for our veterans who have come home and they're injured and wounded. And, and we're not doing what we should be doing as a nation, truth be told. Uh, they, they, they shouldn't have to. I have organizations like that, but they do, and I'm glad that they do, and I support them. Uh, but that, that we can come back and talk about that another time. Well, but in terms well, of <laughs> supporting our law enforcement, yeah. Well, Pastor Mark Little, believe me, you will be coming back to this show. Uh, you you make uh, well, you make great sense, and uh, what I want to try to do is make sure that people know who you are. And understand from whence you've come. I have no idea that uh, you lost a leg. Uh, was your was your mama your mama was alive when yeah. that happened? No. Yeah, I yeah. My mother, my mother uh, was certainly alive, and she still is today. That was 1987. My father was alive. My father passed away just a year ago. Uh, he was the Hall of Famer from the Denver Broncos, Floyd. Wow. Lee. So yeah, so I've got a we've got a lot to talk about. But my mother was alive, and they came in. Uh, to Los Angeles where I was shot, and, and by the grace of God, I survived. I, I do now have an amputation, so I, I, make it, mm-hmm. I make it cool. I walk with a cane, and I make it as cool as I can. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to be alive. <laughs> well, we're happy that you are. Believe me, Pastor Mark Little, thank you so much for joining us today. All God right. bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. And up next on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we'll be speaking with Joey Jones. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Chipping the scales when all else fails. This is the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. All right. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a former staff sergeant in the U.S. Marine Corps and current Fox News contributor. Please join me in welcoming Joey Jones to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, but before uh, we talk to Joey, I want to tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Joey Jones, uh, Johnny, known as Joey Jones, was joined Fox Media as a contributor in 2019. 
uh, enduring two combat deployments and eight years of active service in the Marine Corps, Staff Sergeant Jones suffered a life-changing injury while deployed in Afghanistan as an explosive ordnance disposal, uh, basically a bomb technician. In 2010, uh, that incident, an IED-related incident, resulted in the loss of both of his legs above the knee and severe damage to his right forearm and both wrists. Now, I had to say that, Joey, because... <laughs> Um, you, I mean, you are the the exact opposite of what anyone would think of someone who suffered a life changing injury. You're a motivational person. You've got a leadership. Uh, you're a leadership consultant with the Marcus Luttrell team, uh, Never Quit Bureau. And just on a personal note, you're someone who, uh, whenever I see him at Fox, you've got more energy than anyone I know. So, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for all the kind words. That's uh, yeah. that's a lot there. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, I want I want you to talk to my listeners a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine. We hear today about Mariupol, that uh, the women and children are on the brink of starvation there. Uh, the, the ones that are in the steel factory, they're afraid to uh, to leave. There is no there is no organized uh, or available place where they can actually, you know, uh, escape. Uh, there's no agreed upon route for them to do that. So, I mean, what what do we expect? Are the Russians going to take Mariupol? And what can we do for the victims there? It seems like they, for all intents and purposes, have taken the city in the sense that the city is rendered completely um, benign. I mean, it's not a city that can be held by Ukraine right now. Um, I, I think what people... Maybe it's hard to understand because it doesn't get reported. It gets reported in nuances. The Ukrainian army did really well when Russia first attacked because Russia came in and overextended themselves into too much of the country. Unfortunately, in the east and the south, Russia is has very well-established supply lines, and it seems like better organization. And that's probably why you see the Biden administration ramping up their support and playing it off like, well, we have to give them what they need when they need it. And that's, that's not exactly true. There's a difference between weapons used to defend Kiev and weapons that Ukraine might need to push back or, or assault the Russians coming in from the east and the south. All right. So let me let me stop you there, Joey. Jo- Joey, let me stop you there. They, I remember, I think it was right at the beginning when this first started, that Zelensky made a very strong statement. And I remember his using the word in particular. He said, it's a pity that America did not give us what we needed. Do you remember that, Joey? I do. Um, in my perspective, the whole time, has been to reserve a little bit of judgment as far as how the Biden administration handles what's happening in front of us. But to look back six months ago, nine months ago, 12 months ago and say, how did we get here? Because what's next is China or Taiwan. And um, and so what bothers me so much is you kind of have a situation where you either have a Biden administration who thought that how this is playing out would work well with the American people. In other words, the tail wagging the dog, doing just enough to keep the American people happy. Or you have a Biden administration that literally did not see this coming. And I can tell you, I, I work with and around and have, have spent a lot of time with people inside the intelligence community. And I don't mean, I don't mean you know, FBI bureaucrats or CIA bureaucrats. I mean people on the ground for, for, right. those, for the CIA and our special operations. And they have seen this coming for a really long time. They have said for months during this administration that their intelligence leads them to believe this was going to happen. 
Um, and Biden even announced to the American people the day, the week that he thought it was going to happen. So that tells us the intelligence was strong. So the administration just felt like either it was a game not worth playing, and now they're trying to catch up when they just didn't see it coming. And that's what bothers me. Well, yeah, and it, it would bother anyone. And my understanding is, you know, the request and the ask was in in the fall. And, uh, you know, so now when I read about the fact that, you know, there are women and children apparently trapped uh, in the tunnels deep under the Mariupol steel plant and are pleading for evacu- for an evacuation route to be opened up for them. I mean, it just, it breaks your heart. I mean, I see baby after baby. Uh, and, and you know, I, I don't understand on a, on a personal level. And I understand that, that, you know, everyone's afraid that, that Putin is going to may hit the button of the uh, nuclear weapons. But on a personal level, are we just going to watch him kill everybody in Ukraine? I don't know what our government's going to do, to be honest with you, Judge. Um, not that they're hard to predict. It's just pretty easy to predict they don't have a strategy or a plan that can yield a decisive victory or ending to this war. Um, I mean, to their credit, Ukraine Army has done a really good job. I don't know that they can continue to do a really good job in the battlefield that they're fighting in now, which is in the east. What I will tell you, and I've learned this through personal experience, when I went to war in 2007 – eight, nine, 10, those 18, 19, 20, 22-year-olds were young kids in 2001 and before, and well, I'm sorry, were young kids, those 20 to 30-year-olds were young kids in the 90s and 80s, and what they saw with the Taliban is uh, they, they saw the Russians come in and invade, and for the rest of their lives, they hated Russians, and they, or the West, or anyone that they considered invaders, and the Taliban took that hatred and pointed it towards us when we were in Afghanistan. You have a whole bunch of Ukrainians who are watching this firsthand, who are seeing their fellow citizens from the reports raped and murdered. They're not going to give up on this. And um, they, if you follow the line of like the IRA, they could take the fight into Russia as insurgents. I mean, it, this is not something that people are going to forget about overnight. Well, Joey Jones, I appreciate your input on this. As, as you can see, we're running out of time here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and to uh, everyone else. I say a prayer for those for those people in Ukraine. God bless. I'm Janine Pirro. See you next week. Thank you. Have a great week.